All right, welcome back. Sorry, yeah. sorry, yeah, sorry, okay. sorry. No, he doesn't want to sit anywhere. He wants to be in your lab. <laughs> well, it's busy be. right now. Okay, okay. Sorry, I totally uh, screwed that over. No, you didn't. You ready? I wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Oh, he's a sweet boy. He's like, will you take me outside? <laughs> no, I can't do that. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the podcast where we sometimes talk about fitness, but we always talk about nothing. I'm Haley Jones. I'm Mandy Jones. And, and this, this is Joneser Side. Welcome to this very special cross-training episode of Joneser Size. Yes. We're excited that you have joined us. If you're new, if you're old, if you're a longtime listener, if this is your first longtime one, listener, first time caller. caller. <laughs> <laughs> but so we're super glad that you're here. I found out this morning, my friend Mindy texted me, very excited that she found Jones or Size on Castbox, which I know a lot oh. of people are like, what's Castbox? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, Castbox is just a podcasting app that. I have always used and so um and and some of my friends also use it. And so we are excited. So go tell yeah, your people. Awesome. If Cast people are Fox. like, I don't listen to podcasts because I don't have Apple or I don't Spotify do Spotify or it's on Castbox. So anyway. So um also go check us out on the gram. On the Instagram at Jones or Says Pod. We have some interactive questions there for you. Mm-hmm. We have, I mean, just the content is really just <laughs> Game changer. Uh, what is the, what are the, what are the um what are the kids saying on fleek? Oh, on fleek, yeah. Do that. people say that mm. anymore? I, I wouldn't know. Anyway, know. anyway, okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> We're like, meh, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. But before we dive into our book of the month, yes. um, educated. By the way, mm-hmm. let's warm up. Because we need it, y'all. It is snowing. It is Monday. Yeah. We're recording. Yeah. All right. So what are you warming up with? I am warming up to Shay's chili because he I made like it. I we talk about Shay's chili a Gosh, lot. Gosh, it's just so good. So Have I said this before? Well, probably, apparently. Tell me, but maybe we've just talked about Shay's chili a lot. You know, I don't differentiate between actual <laughs> recording and not. So what, what does he put in it? It's just magical. Is it beans and beef? It's beans. Well, this one right right here that he made yesterday, (laughs) he did a combination of ground turkey and ground beef. Okay. But then he, like, there are a ton of vegetables, like peppers, onions, mushrooms, beans, tomato paste, all that normal stuff. Mm -hmm. And he does. Does he do a chili packet? Yes. He does have a seasoning packet. And he makes it spicy. It's uh, so good. So you like a spicy chili? Whoo! Well, what's funny is I didn't. I would never have considered my person a person. I'm having hard hard time with words again today. That's gonna be problematic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never thought of myself as like a liking spice, and he is a huge spicy person. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of brought that out of me. So uh, I, yeah. Now I'm like bringing. So on. okay, do you do like uh, cheese, sour cream? Cheese, sour cream, and we have these, like, um, they're basically Fritos, but they're organic, so I feel better about okay, myself. Okay. 
So it's almost like a pet drive. Yes. But and like, but with legit chili. Have you ever had that chili at Petro's without everything else in it? It's disgusting. I don't know. Because it's been catered before. Like when I like when back when I was teaching somebody cater Petro's and I was so excited. Because you love chili. But then yeah. And then the chili was disgusting. Yeah. I was like, this is what is that? Oh, what? Gross. You know, my kids eat um mm-hmm. canned band camps not colton but hatton eats canned band camps chili that's how he makes oh. his petros oh i'm telling you it's the easiest thing for that me to is keep. easy i yeah. mean i just keep a can some canned chili some shredded cheese and some fritos and he's easy. like feels like it's like gourmet after football practice yeah snack i just love it because i'm not a big soup person but i love chili so we're gonna have that for like the next three days it's awesome that that is literally i actually have a literal warm-up too oh so like i said we're recording this on a monday yeah it was a it was a rough go this morning let's just throw (laughs) that out there i mean we were tired kids were tired it was gloomy and i just in all honesty was not pumped about rolling into the gym yeah and then but and I just wasn't. I just wasn't happy about it. But I got in there and I I just immediate not immediately, but within the first few minutes, I my mood literally turned like a 180. Oh. I was just I was glad I was there. I was feeling good. And anyway, so sometimes you just have to you know what does pink say? Um sometimes you just got to get up. Right? I don't know what she says. You know, the pink song. Um, um, why am I not remembering it? Need your ginkgo biloba. I do. <laughs> but, um, oh, I'm sorry. You say No, it's fine. Um, let's think about pink songs I know. Um, dun, 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 dun. Hang on. Dun, Sometimes you got to get up and try. Oh. Do I know that? Sometimes you just got to get up and try. Oh, yeah. So sometimes you just got to get up and get to the gym or go on your walk or go on your run. or Yeah, once you're there, it's fine. Or get on your bike or whatever. So anyway, so that's, I mean, my my warm up is I literally warmed up once I got to the gym and I was good to go. Okay. All right. So, um... Our book for February was Educated by Tara Westover. Yes. So, um, these are the questions that we asked you guys on Instagram. And if you haven't answered them, but you're listening now, go and answer them. You'll find the the, the post. And you could also... um, Or just DM us. Yeah, and just talk out loud in the car. We won't hear you. Yeah, but we're there with you. It's active learning. It's active participation. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah, that is actually true. That is really <laughs> true. <laughs> it makes me feel better about me talking out loud in the car. I find myself laughing out loud at stuff, and then I'm like, luckily no one's here. Yeah, it's okay. Anyways. Um, or what I do is, because I'm one of those people that if I'm listening to a comedian or watching yes. a comedian, and they say something funny, I'm the dork that also says it. <laughs> you know, I'll say yes. it again. Yes. I do that by myself in the car. That's okay. But anyway, all right. So there are so, if you even, if you not had a chance to read this book, there's so many good little nuggets. Right. And so. The hope is this will be interesting regardless if you've read it or not. Right. 
Yeah. That's true. Yeah, for sure. Um, so give us just a quick like rundown, like give like a cliff notes version of what this book is about. So this is, um, a mem it's a memoir. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the author's name is Tara Westover and she grew up in like rural Idaho on Bucks Peak, a mountain, whatever. And her family was, uh, Mormon, I guess, but really more like a cult. Women they were a cult, but yeah, but they were. They were like, yeah. So she, it's her story as a child with her siblings and her mom and her dad, and then she <laughs> ends up um, just by like the grace of God or whatever you want to call it. I mean, her anyway. She ends up going to college and ends up at Cambridge on a scholarship and gets her PhD. But it's this whole story of her family and the trauma that was that it's just um, her family was very like, didn't want her to go to school. So she had not been to school until she went to college. And so it's just the story of, it's not even necessarily about focused on her education, but a lot of it's just her family, the family dynamic and how that was just so that's kind of ruled her life. And finally, now that she has her PhD and all this, she's kind of retrospectively looking back and seeing that, Seeing some, seeing actually some positive things. Yeah. Um, and has, you know, kind of healed from it or whatever. So, um, it's just a story of her life. I right. Guess. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So the dad, yes, was determined to live off the grid. Yes. Meaning he was not going to need anybody or anything. Anything. Um, so she talks some. About how she thought that he was bipolar. Yeah. But first of all, why do you think that he wanted so badly to live off the grid? And do you think that he actually was bipolar? Uh, I think he, I think it was like conviction of his religion that he was like, you know, I don't need to be trusting the government. The government's evil. And he kind of saw the government in everything. Yes. He yes. was almost like an ultimate conspiracy theorist. Yes. Definitely like paranoid. Yeah. 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 Paranoid. Yeah. Paranoid yeah. big time. Like, so he was just afraid, like if he doesn't take care of himself or, you know, make provisions, if, if something bad happens, then nobody's going to. And he was always talking about end of days mm-hmm. and like, basically this is what I imagine when people prepare for a zombie apocalypse is right. like him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't necessarily think you, I don't know about the bipolar, but I do think there was some sort of mental illness going on. He has a personality disorder. Yes. For sure. Yes. For sure. For sure. And that was definitely untreated. And he was also like anti-medicine, anti-like establishment period. So school, government, like I know that's, you know, public or whatever, but hospitals, all that stuff, like it's God's will. Basically. Right, right, right. To the, to but then the, he just like induced stuff. That's the thing that what to me is how he like they had this massive wreck, mm-hmm. and like the wife almost died, and people got thrown from a car. But he was just like, it's the Lord's will, or like his kids got burnt, or he, you know, he had a scrapyard, and they were like just put into really as children, really compromising, unsafe, unsafe, like people's arms were getting chopped off, kind of thing, and he was like you're going to do this. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So he had some, he, he, it was almost like this, in my opinion, it was a, he, he saw all, he almost saw all negative things as God's will. Yeah. 
but it's like he never, you know, because really you could say, or I say, that, you know, an establishment like a hospital. Right. Okay. Well, some would say that's science. Well, see, in my opinion, I'm like, well, God created the person that had the brain to be able mm-hmm. to and gave up, you know. And so I think I, that's what I thought was really interesting with him is he only really saw, you know, that was kind of almost a justification for yes. his, it was almost like how he guilt tripped people into like we're doing this because it was veiled in right and i you know that is a that's dangerous for me yeah to be around people like that because i can't deal with a guilt situation very well and so you know i i think that's in my opinion when i have been around people that do have personality disorders uh, when they start to veil god in it yeah, it's very manipulative. Yeah, and, and like, it's and it's well, and it just it's a way to like shut people down. Because what are you gonna do? Argue yeah, with God, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, God says, "Oh, right." Okay. It's very like manipulative, and then also I think in his mind he's like thinking we're fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if something mm-hmm. bad happens in the process of us fighting the, the good, good fight, fight, then that's just part of you know it, and we 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 will be provided for. It will work out. Right. Like no matter how freaking messed up it is, no matter how many children already I'm delusional, damaged. right? Yeah. Oh man, I'm out. Yeah. Man. All right. So yes, Tara's mom. Woo-hoo! <laughs> She's an interesting one. Yes. Um, well, and at first, at the beginning of the book, I was like a major fan because mm-hmm. I felt like she was really, she could see that things were messed up. Mm-hmm. But then by the end of the book, I was like, maybe would delusional. you? Would you? Would you argue that maybe almost worse for Tara yes. and her kids? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, I, um, Haley knows this. This is my opinion about stuff. But I'll share it with y'all. Yeah, come on. So um, I thrive in consistency. So, like, if you are consistently rude to me, there's somebody at the gym that is consistently rude every time I walk through the door. They're just rude, you know? And it's like, that's fine. You know, I mean, like I'm used to it now. That's you. That's cool. You do you, bro. Yeah. With your gallon of water. I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) With your, yeah. But that, you know, that's 100% fine. Right. Well, but if you one day are super friendly, that's when I'm like, wait, what? You know, and so I I don't know this person. I think that Tara's mom, what what was her name? I don't even know her name. What is her name? I don't know. But Tara's mom, I feel like. She was, she was, uh, not, there was, there wasn't, at least the dad was always crazy steady or, yeah, you know, for the most part. Yeah. 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 He but was. I feel like the mom switched on her, like was seemed to be like, um, supportive. and I think the mom got tired. Like, I think uh, towards the beginning, she was like still able to be like, I can, I can follow this husband I married, but also I can you know, kind of foster the gifts my kids have and like mm-hmm. mom them. Mm-hmm. But then I think after her brain got all messed up with and the then, car accident. Yeah, I just think it was just easier for her to just yield to this is the situation. It is what it is. It's easier for me if I am not a impediment in the process. Right. So I might I might as well just go all in. And also whenever she and so she did not want to become a midwife. And he kind of forced that on her. 
Well, fast forward and her being a midwife ended up being mm -hmm. what made them. So I wonder too, if it, part of it was like, he was right. Like I didn't want to do this midwife stuff. And now basically I have yeah. this empire. Hmm. So I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Think of that. And so she started thinking maybe he's no. right about yeah. everything. Right. He's right. The Lord is yeah. speaking to him yeah. or whatever. Right, yeah. right, right. That's, I didn't think of that. So she started thinking, hmm, yeah. he's been pushing this down my throat. Right. And now that I'm successful at it and people like we're making all this money and, you know, we're, I'm saving people well, and, like, and also, all this don't stuff. you think not just for her, for her, but for all of us, don't you think that the easiest path is the, obviously the one of yes. least resistance? Yeah. Or the one that, yeah, the one that is least resistance and the one that you're already living in. Right. Because you know you can survive it, regardless how bad it is. Right. You know that you are surviving. Yeah. Because if you step out of that box. You're like, oh. Then there's, there's tension. Right. It's rough. It's right. different. Even if it's not necessarily bad. Right. It's different. Right. Different, scary. Right. Yeah. You know, we've talked about that before, but our, um, Haley and I went through uh, a certification together. In 2016. 2014? It must have been 2014. Anyway, it was a long time ago. I don't know when it was. Maybe <clears throat> but, it was 2016. I don't know. We but looked anyway, it but we, um, it was a body flow training. And you've obviously, heard, if you've been listening for a while, you've heard us talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but our instructor, our trainer, she said, growth happens outside your comfort zone. Yeah. But the hard part is, is getting out of your getting out of, yeah 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 and so sure. you know maybe she was thinking you know well and at this point she's so deep in it i know Ooh. that and also tara did leave so she's probably thinking like you're not i have these kids that are here, here? yeah yeah so yeah. i'm gonna preserve that mm -hmm. and if you can't get on that train then see ya then yeah that's true that is true yeah. all right so tara had a brother Ugh. Sean. Sean. I mean, she had more than one brother. But. Yes, he was evil. Um, so what do you think is going on for real? Do you think he was jealous? Do you think he was... Do you think he... Like... I mean, I think he had... I think he also had some sort of personality disorder. Mm -hmm. He also had that brain damage mm -hmm. go on. And also he, to me, probably... Just thinking about where he kind of, he kind of fell in the middle, right? Because there were some older brothers above him. Right. That they were able to go and do things. Now, they kind of still were with dad adjacent, and they were still part of the family. But Sean kind of was stuck. And so, I wonder if he, he was like the more evil version of the dad. And way so. more manipulative. Way more like, I mean, I think I, I always wonder too, like, did the dad abuse him or did somebody abuse him? Because that's what actually one of the questions we post on Instagram is what is there some is there information that Tara left out that you would like to know? Yes. And that was one for me. Yeah. Like, what's his story? I needed to understand Sean so right. I could have compassion towards him because I had none, none at all whatsoever. Well, and then. Whenever it came out that he had done the same to her sister mm -hmm. and she didn't even know that. That's so crazy. That's what makes me think like, but then also this Tyler, the brother that was younger than Sean, he right. had been like that to Tyler. Yeah. So it's so, just so, like, so, where so did that come clues, from? And part of me thinks, I wonder if she just didn't want to 
out anyone. Yeah, maybe. But that behavior. Yeah, b- bad. And then for the parents to be like, that to me was the whole devastation of it all is like your brother is abusive. Your parents know it's going on. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything. And then later, years later, when you say, hey, hey this happened, I'm speaking this. And they're like, no, it didn't. Mm. No, it didn't. And then you start to be like, maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. That to me is just so devastating. It gives me cold chills. Yeah. Cause it. yeah, it's just, it's just so, and that's just a perfect example of like abuse in general, whether it's physical or mental or emotional or sexual. Or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You mm. just start thinking, did Wait, that happen? Or did I cause that? Or right. I must've done something or maybe that's not what it was. Mm-hmm. And it's just so sad. What are they, is that, what, isn't that the definition of gaslighting? Because, uh, you know, people say yes. that all the time. But isn't that it? Like, when when you say something happened yes. and the person that did it to you is like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. Yes. Yes. I think that's... And that's... I've, that, I know that Tara is younger than me. Is she, like, your She's age? my age. Well, according to her birth records, she was born in 86. So, yeah, I was born in 85. Yeah, so, she yeah. She doesn't really know. But yeah. 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 But, um, so, I mean, she's obvious. I mean, she's... 34, 35 years old, but, um, you know, I feel like that is, that happens all the time right now. And it's, it's always happened forever. This whole idea of, well, you did this to me or this was done to me. And someone that was witnessing it says you're crazy. Yes. It's almost like a, it's a power over you, which is blows my mind yes and what can you do to prove it well and i think too a lot of people these these days (laughs) i feel like there's a lot um and we see this not to be like talking about reality tv but you see this a lot in reality tv where you see someone be like well my truth is right you're like what the yeah your truth (laughs) your truth ain't no truth honey like there there is truth and there's not right there is no my truth Right. right which is weird it is weird, and it seems to be though people are accepting it or something. It's well, really it's weird because it's like on the surface we have this like accept everyone's truth. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Meanwhile, it feels like you know in the U.S. right now specifically that everyone's angry at each other, right? Because everyone has their. It's truth. all fake, right? It's like oh, I you do you, and I'm going to accept your truth. Meanwhile, I'm going to go out here and blow up. Yes. this or loot this but, or yeah, right everyone's just angry because it's like false anyways i don't know it's false acceptance yeah it's weird it is know. weird yeah it's straight crazy is what it is it's like crying Straight crazy um <sighs> this is a heavy episode oh sorry y'all this hey, is good fit, stuff. Yeah. fit seriousness mm-hmm. <laughs> this is fit serious it's not fit time um okay so there's all these accidents oh I mean, car. We've already mentioned car, car accident. accidents. Um, one of her brothers caught on fire. Uh, the the dad. What? He caught on fire. Yeah. He was like emptying a. He was using a blowtorch to cut through a gas tank, and it wasn't empty. All, yeah, and he caught on fire. Sean, the abusive brother who had already been abusive, fell off a roof. Mm-hmm. And they could tell something was wrong with him, and then something else happened, and then he fell. But oh, and he went he went through a wreck too. Yeah, he did. Um, and, okay, and keep in mind, if you haven't read this book, they don't 
there's no medical care for these. Yeah, no medical care, period. They just, it's like, fine. Like the dad that caught on fire, (laughs) they just left him at home. Right. And the mom used her oils and her like, what do you call that? She was like a tapper, not a tapper, but like chakra. She was like adjusting chakras and stuff. Yes. Um, Energy medicine, I guess. to, To make him better. Yeah. It was really interesting, y'all. Anyway, I just think it's... Anyway, so... Well, and she, even if, even at that one point, whenever she had, like, an earache or something, mm-hmm. and she would not take pain medicine, medicine, like, she would not take an ibuprofen mm-hmm. or whatever, and then she wouldn't. She had, like, strep and mono, mm-hmm. and they were like, you need to go to the doctor. She was like, no, I'm not, or whatever. So it was just weird, even mm-hmm. her. Don't you think that um, there are that that's just a microcosm of the way people right now though are reacting to some things. Yeah. You know, it's like science tells us this. Right. But yeah. No, I actually know better. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's really well, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, mm-hmm. it's well, just a distrust. Yeah. It's a distrust. Yeah. It's a distrust. yeah everyone's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Tara writes, all the decisions that go into making a life, the choices people make together and on their own that combine to, that combine to produce one single event. That, yeah. So how does this, how, like, how, how does this, you know, how does this insight apply to our own lives? All the decisions that go into making a life, the choices people make together and on their own that combined to produce any single event it's so it is so crazy interesting you know like I love how she wrote in a way of this is the way I experienced my life it's almost like she had to write all of these words these 300 pages or whatever for her to really kind of come to one like conclusion. conclusion of you know we we really are all a product of all of these little tiny decisions right. that we make right. that our parents make made for us when right. we were young and i don't think that she's now saying like this is all you know she's n- terrible and horrible yeah no i don't think so i think it's just a i think it's really smart to look back on your life i guess is what i'm saying and yeah. see what you learned from um, yeah i think it's interesting too because i think um just speaking of momentum, like each choice to another choice to another choice. Mm-hmm. But then also like thinking back as a teacher, like that quote right there made me think of so many students that I've had where by the time I see them in high school, like there's so much momentum towards a certain way mm-hmm. that by the time like I'm interacting with them as 16, 17 year olds, mm-hmm. it's like I can do my best, but I can't go back. And, you know, change who said what to this kid or how damaged they are or, like, all that momentum. And so I just think it's interesting to think, like, it all the little stuff does matter. You know what I mean? Like, so I just, I don't know. No, no, it does. It is very interesting. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with an adult or, like, a teenage. Because, yeah. you know, just, just in my own life with people that with, have had addiction and that kind of thing with me on the outside of it, 
I have frustration. Right. Because I want to say, well, just do. Right. Just change. Just stop. Just yeah, stop. Just, yes. And, and so, but when you really look at, or why doesn't that loved one make them stop? Yes. You know? Right. And, but it goes back to what I said at the beginning of the episode about consistency. Right. Why You're telling someone to change on a dime. Right. Well, this right. person has been this way and has enabled me and allowed me to have this behavior my whole life. Right. And now you're going to tell me to stop. Right. That's tough. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's hard because every they're getting something out of it, whether or not they're enabling, like if they're enabling, they're getting something out of it. Right. Right. It's somehow working whether or not it's dysfunctional, you know? So it's hard because again, it's like, well, I can live with this, but I don't know if I can live with them if they get clean or whatever. Yeah. And so they're survive. It's literally a survive. Yeah. They don't want to thrive. Right. They want to survive because right. it's really one or the other. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think that Tara chose to thrive. Right. And I wonder, so she had like a massive breakdown and I was like, thought that was so interesting because to me that was kind of the stopping of that momentum of her growing up. Like she needed that almost like, I mean, she had a breakdown, mm-hmm. like a mental breakdown. breakdown. Yeah. And I think that. I think your brain, your body, I don't know if if need is the right word, but all those choices, all those things that happen to you, that's massive momentum towards one direction. And she's swinging a totally other direction. Mm -hmm. So I just think it was interesting to think about like what it takes to stop that negative momentum. Do you think you you have to swing a 180? No, I don't think so. I just think it was how her... I mean, well, in her, to me, it was like a slow swing. It was, yeah. Because she obviously, there was something in her. I do think that God was ever present and pulling her to betterment. I think she had the capacity to see it. Or maybe her brothers did not. Right. I mean, you know, I don't know. Right. But I would need to read their memoir. (laughs) <laughs> I know, <laughs> but, but I think she had the capacity and I think she had to be able to see that really that it was almost like she took her dad's theory, Yeah, but she just put it, she kind of overlaid it for everything. Like she right. almost took it more seriously. Right. You know, that, you know, I, I am being pulled in this direction. I do think that, you know, right. and I just think that, um, so, and I, I don't know. I just think it's, I just, she's, it's she's mind blowing to me. She really, really is. Uh, and I will say like out of the story too, that it's so, there were just very strategic players along the way. Like mm-hmm. once she went to college that I, that to me is like the point of education in a sense is these certain guideposts, a coach, a, a professor, a roommate, a professor. A roommate somebody that is a guidepost. Mm-hmm. that can see you mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with past, but it has everything to do with the potential mm-hmm. and lifting that potential up, which basically changed to me the course of her life. And I just think it's ju- like that to me is like why we interact with people. Yeah. Why we, well, why you went into education to begin yeah, with and where, I, you yeah. saw, where you saw the actual goodness. Yeah. It. And I think, you know, and that's why it's just like when we are there to like, serve people or whatever, then you can see and pull out and support and put them in the right direction. So I just think that to me, I was just like, Oh, that's just amazing. Yeah. 
Well, I think our very first, one of our very first episodes, you asked me, do you think people are here for a reason, a season or a lifetime? Yeah. And these people. Yes. In her life, you're right. They were total guideposts. Yeah. It's just crazy. I know. Yeah. See, I could go on and on about that. I know. (laughs) I just, I mean, I just read that, like, it's just to me, uh, just, that is just no, just, I just, that to me makes the whole book like worth reading. It's like, that is so, so much light despite all this darkness. Mm -hmm. Well, and it also is such a good, it's light, not only into terror, but it's really light into our own lives to think of, to, it just, just literally take a moment. Right. And just recognize those people right. in your own life. Right. And maybe they're not big, like you were never went to school and then. I didn't get a scholarship to Cambridge. Okay? Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> but they are right. big. Right. Yeah. Um, so um, anyway, and like I said, oh, I can, I mean, that could be something I could mm-hmm. go on and on about forever. Mm-hmm. Clearly, uh, Haley and I are people, people. Clearly. Um, yeah. Um. So anyway, what else do you think? Um, this one quote. So one of those people that was like a guidepost, he says, he said, um, first find out what you're capable, capable of, and then decide who you are. And I'm not sure how I think about that because how do you decide what you're capable of if you don't know who you are? Yeah. Or like, how do you like find out what you're capable of? Well, Either then a lot of us aren't like taking risks to find out what we're capable of and don't know who we are. Cause I think that's hard to do. Uh, yes, I agree. So it's like, to me, I was like, do I, do I believe that? Do I think about that? I don't know. Because well, has anyone ever hard. given you advice to do something beyond what you thought you were capable of? Yeah. I mean, but I think like, I guess, well, I guess to me that seems so like finite when I think the process is like never ending. Does that make sense? That actually does make sense. Yeah. So it's like, I agree, I agree with what you're saying. It's not like you're going to say I'm capable of graduate. Well, but you know what? You can yeah. though, you can take it pretty micro. Yeah. And then take it macro. Yeah. You know, you can take it pretty micro of, are you capable of graduating from high school? Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you did that check. Are you capable of graduating right. from college? You know, right. I mean, you can, but I see what you're saying. Cause I feel like that process is like, if you are truly growing and like thriving, then aren't you always pushing what you're capable of? So then it's like, cause even just thinking about like when I started wrestling versus now, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm the same person, but I have done a lot more things. Right. But had I not gone that path or I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, I just feel like it's hard. It's very, that was a very finite thing. But at the same time, I guess if you keep pushing you, who you are keeps evolving. If you keep asking. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The other thing that was super resonated with me, uh, was at the very, very end. She's like, she, she's like, I know my dad loved us. And that to me so resonated just from like, like I don't have kids, but from a teacher perspective, always having to remember that like I may not agree with how a parent does something but that parent loves their kid Mm -hmm. and that's what we have in common like we are working for this child like common interest common goal like we are trying to make this kid successful and the way we go about that 
and our philosophies may be very different, but that just so resonated. Cause I think like, it's hard sometimes as an educator, you can see the train is on the tracks. You can see it's bad momentum. You can see it's so awful, but like their parents do love them. Mm-hmm. And it may be so warped. <laughs> it may be like Lenny. Yeah. And my, yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. The smothering and awful. Right. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, that was another. But they do. Yeah. And uh, that's, I guess that's what I was saying. It was almost like she had to write all of this. Yeah. To say that. Yes. That, that was his way. He yeah. was almost in a sense doing the best he could. I, he was doing the best that he chose to do, I guess. Right. Right. But anyways. The mom, I feel like was on the same, was on that train you're talking about with students. I feel like yeah, she was just, she was in the ride and yeah. And she just gave up. I think, I think she did too. So anyway, but yeah, it's a good book. Y'all go, go read it. Um, if you made it this far, uh, give us an ear. Yes. Give us an ear on the ground. (laughs) Seriously. Anyway, cause that was heavy. This was heavy. But good. Hopefully it'll make you think. Yeah. Be thankful. Cause so this is what I'm going to say. Yeah. So make it a little lighter. Okay. So maybe. Yeah. If you did listen all the way, <laughs> think of three people in your life that yeah. were. Guideposts. Guideposts for you. Yeah. Um, and then, and then also maybe take a second to, if you can't think of specific people, but think about who you can be right, a guidepost guide for. for. Yeah. So, um, or do both of those things. So anyway, yeah. cause I, you know, I think, I think intentionality, right. You can't miss with it. Can't miss. If you are intentionally loving someone, if you're intentionally, that's what one of my favorite principles ever said. Like if your intention is out of love and kindness, mm-hmm. then you're going to win. Your right. kids are going to win. Like we're going to win. Right. What's your, what's your intention? Yeah. And you got to intentionally do it. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So we're going to continue with this cross training yeah, yeah. for in March. I don't have the air horn pulled up, but <laughs> we're, we're about to make an announcement. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so our March cross training is the coddling of the American mind by two guys. Like John and Craig or Jonathan something. and Greg. <laughs> we can't pronounce their last names appropriately. So we're not going to try, but right. we'll, we will. We'll link it in the show notes. We'll put a picture on the gram. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm actually reading it with my, uh, oh, that'd be so fun. We could do like a live book club. Yeah. I don't know if anybody would go for that, but I'm doing it with my own like personal book club. And so um, I think it's a good one. It's also heavy. Sorry. Next time we'll do something fun. Fun. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. And for April, we'll do something fun. Yeah. But anyway, all right. So uh, let us know what you think. April. Yeah. Right? Because when will we discuss this one? Yeah, we'll you're right. We'll discuss this in March. That'll be March. Yeah. Gosh, how did we get here? How did we get here? <laughs> what the? I Anyways. know. All right. So um, for my finisher today, I'm going to finish with another book. I'm just piling books on books on books on books on books. It's called Wednesday Sisters. By I don't have enough audible qu- credits for this nonsense. <laughs> I get one a month. I've stacked <laughs> two right now because I was reading on paperback or hardcover. I don't right. have enough credits. Actually, yeah. Anyways. Sorry. Well, this way. You don't have, they, they're around. They stay around. Is you this can, a fiction hey, book? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Be my guidepost right now. <laughs> There's a thing. Yeah. Called the library. Ugh. Well, actually, the Seymour library right now is shut down. 
due to COVID? Uh, I think probably COVID, and now I think they're just renovating. Oh, okay. But I do have my library card. Do it. Um, But anyway, my finisher is another book. It's called Wednesday Sisters. It's by Meg Waite Clayton. Okay. And it is a fiction book. It reads like a, almost like a memoir, but it's fiction. I need to go on vacation again so I can read a fiction book. (laughs) (laughs) Take deep breaths. I know this one, I will say, I'm not sure. I would not, I I would have already, I would not have put this in your stack. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So I still have a stack you gave me. I'm still working through. Yeah. But I wouldn't have put this in your stack. So anyway, so that's mine. So what's yours? Mine is, hang with me here, people. (laughs) I'm telling you, this is a good recommendation. Okay. I'm excited. This is, Okay, it's called Married at First Sight. I'm not going to tell you what channel it's on Lifetime. um, (laughs) Because then you're going to judge me, okay? (laughs) Okay, listen, listen to me. Okay, I'm listening. What happens is, okay, so every season is like a different town. So right now, this season is Atlanta. Now, it just started, so you can still get on this train. Okay. Married at First Sight Australia is about to start on Thursday. So if you're listening to on, yeah. If you're listening to this on Friday, I'm telling you, you still have time to get in on this, okay? So we've got two going at the same time? Well, it's different. I've not ever watched Australia yet. So this will be the first time I'm watching Australia. I've only watched the ones in the U.S. So, like, I've watched Charlotte, D.C. Okay, this season's in Atlanta, Atlanta. okay? And I am telling you that, like, last season, for example, out of five couples, three of them are together. Okay. Uh, the previous season, out of five couples, three of them together. Oh, wow. That's a better um, rate than The Bachelor. Uh, yes. Okay. And, like, out of all these seasons, they have children. Like, they're happy. Like, it's for real. Okay? okay. So, they, there's these people. They apply to get on the show. They go through all these tests and all this. They have home visits and all these things. And then they get matched by these experts. Okay. They walk down the aisle, and that's the first time they've ever seen each other. So, it's almost like an arranged marriage. Those are way more successful than American marriages. See? You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> and it is freaking fascinating. Okay. I like it. And I'm telling you, this is so nerdy or embarrassing for me to say. This is all I can think about. <laughs> Every week I'm waiting for Wednesday to happen. Because <gasps> oh. I'm like, I can't wait for a new okay. episode. I'm, I, okay. Married I'll at first it. sight. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I think there's old seasons on Netflix, actually. Okay. I'll check it. Anyhow. Um, married at first sight. Married at first sight. All right, check it out. And I can't vouch for those. I haven't seen those. I've probably seen the last four seasons. Okay. And those were just four couples. Now they're doing five couples. All right, I like the science behind it. I'm just telling you. All right, guys. Anything else? I don't think so. That was uh, intense. That was intense. I'm afraid no one's going to get to the end of the married at first sight. But I got a smile on my face. That's true. All right, guys, that's it for Jones of Sizing.